There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. It's Tony Week on Broadway, and tomorrow marks the 30th anniversary of Deborah Monk winning for Redwood Curtain on June 6, 1993. We spoke in 2017 when she starred in Mrs. Miller Does Her Thing at Signature Theater in Shirlington, Virginia. Deborah Monk. Thanks so much. This is an honor. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Let's start out, in case our listeners have never heard of the show, tell them what it's about. Well, Mrs. Miller was a a true-to-life character who, in the late 60s, had a short but kind of surprising and exciting uh, singing career. She started off as a 58-year-old woman who sang in church in Claremont, California, Uh, not a great singer, a soprano who was not always known for her hitting the right notes or even being in the right time. But there was a little recording made of uh, Downtown that she did, which all of a sudden Capitol Records got a hold of, and it became like she became an overnight sensation, basically, in the United States for like a short time. Yeah, that's so great. It seems like you guys, you know, make hay of and have fun with the fact that she wasn't, didn't have the best voice. I've seen that in the descriptions of the show as well, and you just mentioned it. Um, Do you guys play that for laughs, or how to, you know, explain how that works? Well, I mean, it's funny. I mean, she took herself seriously as a singer, and I have to say that James Lapine wrote this piece because he wanted to write about that period of time in the 60s, because it was the Vietnam War, it was civil rights, a lot of things were happening in our country, and when he discovered Mrs. Miller, he thought, well, this is my way in. So it's about a lot of things, not just uh, her career. But, you know, I always say she loved to sing, she thought she was a good singer, and this happened to her, and people made fun of her, but she was a person who loved to sing and uh, loved the spotlight, too. So I think she enjoyed this time, even though people considered her a bit of a joke. Sounds like she got the last laugh, though. She got some recording deals out she of it. She did. Too. She got recording. She made some money. She, Like I said, she was on the Ed Sullivan Show. She went to the USO Show with Bob Hope. She mm-hmm. made four albums. She was did the Jimmy Durante Show. So she was on television a lot and did a lot of things for a, a, a housewife from Claremont, California, who'd never had any experience doing those things. Jimmy Durante, man, we're yeah. really throwing it back. What wasn't he for? He was Frosty, I believe. He was Frosty the Snowman. Oh, I think, you, I think I you're think right. I that. think you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she she did his show. Yeah, awesome. Um, who else is in the show with you? Boyd Gaines, the wonderful Boyd Gaines, uh, four-time Tony winner. He's uh, awesome. Got you beat. Yo, totally. <laughs> he's got me beat. And I have to talk about our our, our writer and director, James Lapine, you know, who wrote Sunny in the Park with George. Pulitzer Prize winner, Pul- I believe. Pulitzer Prize winner, Into the Woods. I mean, he's an amazing writer and director doing our show. Is this the, the first staging of it, or has this been around for a while? We did it eight years ago at Martha's Vineyard, okay. a smaller a production. And it's changed. Uh, the, sh- the show has changed for sure 
Um, and uh, but it's it's a wonderful production at Signature. Signature is a fabulous theater. The audiences are so great here, and we're thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to be here. Uh, really making the big debut of this show. Awesome. Yeah. So explain, if our listeners, they're like, this sounds interesting. If they show up, what are they going to see visually? Like, how's the stage sort of set? Well, we have a turntable, which is really interesting. And you're going to see basically the beginnings of the of of the 60s when 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 everything started to change you'll see people starting off just like it really happened like will lebeau was saying that you know in this span of years you start off with a buttoned up kid and then by the two years later you're like long hair and a right. hippie i mean like it, was a, it was it was a wild time in our history of our country where things dramatically changed and people dramatically changed and it was the first time people stopped really believing their government and I mean it was really yeah. an interesting time so you'll see a lot of things that way visually you'll see a, a, a ca- time capsule of that time um, and it's beautifully staged and you'll see wonderful costumes and wigs and you know, so you'll, you'll get everything you'll get your money's worth that's for sure <laughs> and a lot of wonder we have a wonderful band uh, or a live band Matt Hinckley is our musical director we have a wonderful it, it's a it's a really great Really fun. It's entertaining. Also, I think very moving and thought provoking show. So I think you get a little bit of everything. What was the American Graffiti Line? Where were you in '62? <laughs> but uh, but yeah. All right. Well, actually, where were you when growing up? You grew up right here in the area. I grew up in this. I I was a kid in Arlington, Virginia. Went to Patrick Henry Elementary, and then we moved to Tacoma Park, Maryland. Then Wheaton, Maryland. I went to Wheaton High School. I went to Frostburg State College. So I have a lot of uh, a lot of my friends from the area, high school friends, college friends, and my family have all come to see the show, which has been really lovely. Man, all those local connections, Frostburg yeah, College, that's, that's great. Fun. So how do you make your way from, from Frostburg to being a you know Tony winner on Broadway? Well, how did that leap happen? Well, I went to Frostburg, and I, you had to take a speech class. My teacher, Dr. Press, and I had never seen a play, had never been in a play. So you didn't and do it at, at Wheaton or anything? Oh. I, I think I was a screamer and a fainter in Bye Bye Birdie. That's it. <laughs> And uh, you loved Conrad. That was it. Uh, but um, I did his speech class and he said, you should try out for a play. And I said, I've never seen a play. And I did. And it was Harold Pinter's The Birthday Party. And I always say to this day, I don't know what the hell it's about. But <laughs> but um, anyway, I did that play and I started to study acting at Frostburg. And he suggested I go to graduate school. So I went to Southern Methodist University and then I went to New York. And for four years, I was a waitress and a, a, a typist. I didn't get anything right away. It took me a long time to get started. And then I wrote a show, co-wrote a show called Pump Boys and Dinettes that started my career in New York. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Going back to the grad school thing for a second, what shows did you star in there? Um, not much. I wasn't one of the stars of that show. I did the Joe Egg and I did, um, a show called, oh my God, I can't remember it. She, it was a musical version of She Stoops to Conquer. They, I wasn't one of the ones they've considered to be one of their top uh, people. So I did a few things, but mainly I got a great education there and I was able to come to New York well-trained. What are some of the places you waitressed? <clears throat> 
Well, I did mostly at McGowan's, but it's no longer there, an yeah. Irish bar down in New York. I did that. And then I did a lot of temping in uh, the yeah. down, downtown area. So great. Yeah. Paying the dues. But then, Pay, so, yeah. so you, but you kind of crack into it, you said, by co writing the, the Tom show. Boys you and Dinette started off Broadway and ended up on Broadway, which was surprising that we wrote this little show, the six of us. And um, we were actually nominated for a, a Tony Award for that show for Best Musical. So it was a wild, a wild time for us. But, um, but it was great. Really, I'm feeling very lucky. That's awesome. Yeah. So that gets a Tony nom, and then you win a few years later for Redwood Curtain. I do. Uh, Lamford Wilson wrote this wonderful play, which I was able to do. It wasn't, you know, it didn't last very long. We only ran about six weeks. In fact, when I won my Tony Award, the show had already closed. So uh, (laughs) nobody really wanted to talk to me. My friend said, yeah, you know what you are? You're a winner but a loser at the same time. (laughs) Don't they usually wait until right after the Tonys? I usually see all the announcements of when everything's closing. But for you, it was before. we closed right Right before, oh, but wow. but I'm thrilled to have won uh, yeah. that award. I'm very very happy to have won that award. Absolutely. Tell our listeners what that show was about. Um, Redwood Curtain was about uh, about this about a Vietnam vet who lives in the woods, basically up in the north uh, northwest area, and a woman who runs a um, a forestry has a forest uh, in their in their family, and it's about people wanting to cut down these redwood curtains. And in this redwood forest is where these vets live. And it's about them coming together, this uh, Vietnam vet and this woman and this young child who's been adopted. It's a fabulous piece. But I didn't run that long, so maybe 12 people saw it. But it was a great show. Well, even if it was closed by the time you yeah. won the Tony, I'm sure that you know it yeah. brought a lot of clout to your well, it's career. A beautiful, to... It's a beautiful show, and Lanford Wilson is one of our treasures, that's for sure. So after this, I'm sure you just start getting roll, roll, roll after roll. Yeah, well, you know, my career, I've, I'm very lucky. I've worked a lot, but you know, I never know what's going to come up. But, yeah, I have been very, very, very thankfully employed and able to do movies and television and theater, and it's, I'm very happy about being able to do all those things. So, um, yeah. so I'm very, it's very exciting. Well, you mentioned movies and television real quick, and then we'll bring it full circle back around to Mrs. Miller. Um, you won an Emmy for a guest thing on NYPD Blue. Is NYPD that right? Blue, that's Tell right. Tell us about that experience. That was, um, they, you know, they brought me in to play uh, Dennis Franz's um, uh, Sipowitz, his his ex-wife. And I did one episode of that where our son had died. It was a very tearful episode. And then about two years later, they brought me back as uh, she had turned into an alcoholic by this time. So I was like an alcoholic who was always, you know, like uh, in, in trouble. And and it was great, but they wrote me the most beautiful episode about her having troubles, and that's what won me the Emmy. They wrote a beautiful episode for me. Wow. Yeah. And then on the movie side, did you were you with Pacino and Devil's Advocate? I was. Yeah. Yes. What was it like working with him? He was amazing. I, yeah. you know, I don't, I, I didn't get to be with him in too many scenes, but I got to be there watching him. And he <laughs> was truly, it was a lesson in acting and film yeah. acting to watch him. Uh, and Meryl Streep Meryl's. as well. She is truly uh, extraordinary. I've been lucky enough to work with Meryl in the movies and also in a play. You were in so, Bridges of Madison County? Yes, with her. And she's, God. she's a very generous. Uh, one of the most generous people I've ever met, and uh, such a pr- pro, and so great. Really, well, so are you for coming in here? Well, but, thank you. It's uh, thrilling to be here. <laughs> um, one more, Mozart in the Jungle. Yes, the, the current am. big hit. Yes, and it's coming back. We just got. We're going to do our fourth season, and that's yeah. thrilling. We get to shoot that in New York, so I get to be home and shoot it. And it's it's a wonderful cast, uh, fabulous a piece, and a wonderful character. I get to play a kind of a spicy. Uh, a uh, wonderful wacky gal and that's what's fun really fun <laughs> Malcolm McDowell 
Oh, he he talked. We talked to him about oh, like fabulous. last season or something. Yeah. What a guy. He's fabulous. <laughs> Boy, the energy, huh? How about yeah. that guy? Woo. Well, crazy. <laughs> like a whirlwind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of the great. We are, we're nowhere. The whole cast is fabulous. It's a great show. Exactly. Um, and speaking of now, here's how we bring it back around. You yep. sit Meryl Streep and you know Florence Foster Jenkins, and now right. you're doing the you know, you guys don't really you know some maybe not the best singers and yeah. come back around. So that now we're back and see that's that was the segue yeah. back to Mrs. Miller. Yeah, people bring bring that you know it was there's about seventy years difference in all this. And there, there's <laughs> she was a very wealthy woman who Florence. Flor, mm-hmm. Florence Foster Jenkins, who was able to actually have, you know, rent Carnegie Hall. Mrs. Miller was very, very poor and had right. not much money. So the fact that she rose up into this very overnight type of sensation and sold these records was a was one of those American dreams, actually, you know, in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What else you got on tap? You have anything uh, lined up? I know you did Cat on a Hot Tin Roof recently. I did. I did. Um, what else? Yeah. Well, I don't know. We're what's just focusing coming. on this first. I'm, well, yes, we we just have a few weeks left here, and I just hope everybody comes. It's a wonderful show, and uh, and like I said, the Signature Theater has been so wonderful to put us to to do the show, and it's a great. I want everybody to come and see it. That's well, why. Yeah. I'm what's right the now. final pitch? Why should we come? I mean, they they've heard this and they just you say know, this sounds it's cool. Fun. You're gonna have fun, but also you're gonna be you're gonna learn something. I think about this woman, and it's very moving, and it's also um, very thought provoking about this time in our country. So I think it has something for everybody. I think. Should we show up, you know, buttoned up in ties, and then as no, it goes, change into more of a sixty? No, come and relax <laughs> and enjoy yourself, and and just have a good time. And see Mrs. Monk do her thing. Yes. At Signature Theater. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. Come check it out, everybody. Deborah Monk. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.